calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lightspeed. The Legend of Robo Ninja by Robo Ninja and translated by Brooke Bolander. Narrated by Lex Wilson. He had a name, once, doled out by a loving mother in some antecedent time and place so distant it seems impossible the stars moved in their current polity. Gone now, fallen, and trampled to an obscure macule in the roadside mud, like his vanished arms and legs and viscera. Nothing would be changed in the knowing. Robo Ninja a name for garbled tongues and garbled times. Interstate mudlarks peer at him from beneath grotty brows as he passes, eyes the size of headlamps, reflecting the gelid glow of his visor. He once tried obscuring the light with handfuls of ash, smeared across LEDs in his shining silver carapace like the penitential marks of a sect long forgotten. It had worked for a time, until the monsoon came mocking once more. What alloy is he that does not rust or falter? What spirit turned the clockwork heart, the hydraulics hissing at each joint like chained and malignant demons? Why do his knees have running lights? None step forward to ask. He walks the highways alone. The blasted countryside sighs with relief to see the back of him, an unlucky silver coin passed on to some other gambler's hand. The elasticity of muscle. Meat and bone sliding together in perfect alignment. Blood humming faintly in veins delicate as silkworm strand. Things he never knew he missed, taken from him peace, by peace until nothing was left but machinery. Two katanas and a sweet-ass railgun. Metal fingers to crush the windpipe of God should he 
ever come across him on his meanderings. A story common in the days before the cataclysm. A rival clan, cybernetic legs replacing those lost in rooftop shadow games. The moon never judged his lack of skill, first one arm and then the other, tumble-turning in the osseous light like shot-stricken passenger pigeons. Remove the limbs of a ninja. Take the head and lungs and ice-cold heart of him, the eyes to see and the ears to hear, and the liver and lights and soul uncoiling beneath them like squid ink on the seafloor or a totally rad ninja smoke bomb. If one were to replace all the components, and seal that third-rate warrior spirit inside a suit of living robotic armor, would it remain the same shinobi, or would something ineffable be lost in the changing? In his perambulations, he comes across a city. Charred skyscrapers turn to skeletal slag, grasping for the sky like the clawed and blackened hands of sinners reaching from hell towards some unobtainable beatitude. Lead-bellied clouds visible through the rebar, wasted shadows scuttling from the light he carries, dazzled by refulgence. Also, there is a Waffle House. Rough men live here. He passes a knot of them, making sport of a tiny, orange kitten. Robo-Ninja stops for little on the road. The world is a horror forgotten by God, completing its circumvolution over and over, heedless as any tormented idolin ever haunted the halls past midnight. He has seen trees impaled with the skulls of infants, and roadsides smeared with the gore of feasts unimaginable. But he likes cats. Moreover, he has a railgun and two katanas. It takes little effort to send the souls of the men back to the formless and unthinking void they issued out of. The kitten blinks up at him. Owlet in feline form. Fluffy fur matted by oil and... Who knows what else? A muse so quiet as to be almost imperceptible. The way will be hard, he says to the Grimalkin. I can't promise you anything. Purring, the flick of one small ear, indifferent. All right, then. Your choice. He reaches down, plucks the kitten from the ground by its scruff and opens the secret robot ninja compartment in his chest. He can still feel it rumbling inside as they travel on down the road. A family of ferals dwelt beneath the dojo when he was young, lithe obscurations at the corner of his vision, here and then gone, like a name at the tip of your temporal lobe, sunshine and shadow, the smell of fish stew cooking. Colors and textures and tastes leeching from his memory until, at the last, all cats are gray. In a tenement building, still mostly intact on the outskirts of the Urbiculus, Robo-Ninja sees a cluster of lights, yellow as torches held aloft by subterranean explorers in the wet wombs of the earth. 
There are sentries at the door, bedecked with strings of human teeth and ears like dried fungi wetted with the blood of previous owners and scraps of letters tattooed across their scarred faces in crude, home-brewed inks. The scripture of damnation, relentless. He becomes shadow and fog, a penumbra across their awareness, clouding their minds so that he exists to them. Not at all. You know, ninja stuff. Endless flights of stairs where stagnant water stands, and piles of decaying plaster gather, leaf drift deep, slippery and stinking, up and up, pneumatic joints untiring toward the Babylonian vertex. He can hear them, a revel in full swing, feet stomping and voices shrieking, glossolalic psalms of ravishment and drums thudding like the chambers of a vast human heart. Flesh slapping against flesh, the floor beneath him shudders, an old hound trying to rid itself of fleas. How many dwell above? Fifty? A hundred? How does the rotted hull of the thing contain them? He gains the uppermost landing, miasma thick enough to clot his visor, a glow like hell's own furnaces leaking beneath the door. He pushes it and steps inside. The revelers smoke papaverine pipes of jade an obsidian and tiger's eye, rippling like the fur of some great beast gone extinct when men still hid in caves, cowering obeisance to gods the shape of bears and lion, draped across the floor in various states of narcotic bliss, and various states of undress, and various states of coitus, languid or frantic or somewhere in between. Bare flesh frescoed with painted handprints or rude symbols, the meanings known only to the wearers. Musicians do violence to enormous drumskins with wooden sledgehammers roughly shaped into ram's heads, or play flutes of bone in sooty corners. In the midst of all this, a desk, and at that desk, a man-shape, cowled and brooding. In this age of malnutrition and early death, he is a giant, shoulders the width of a bull's. He unsteeples his fingers and makes a grand gesture with one splayed hand. Robo Ninja's head could easily fit inside his palm. Quiet, my friends, quiet. We have a guest. Don't be shy, step right up. My robotic friend. Robo Ninja does, but not for any reasons but his own. Careful not to trot on fingers or toes or anything else left vulnerable by the human carpet. One or two hiss and snap at his ankles like dogs. He dodges them easily. Well, well, says the hooded man, regarding him. Well, well. A robotic ninja, no less. Your legend precedes you, friend. Or should I say, your ineptitude? He doesn't respond. His pride died with the last human part of him. Robots have no need for such emotions. I'm here, 
he says finally, shrugging. They're not. Good answer. Which brings me to my first question. Why are you here? Another long pause, the only sound the crackling of the fires and the soft susurrus of bodies rubbing against one another. I need a job. The giant barks laughter. You? What does a robot need a job for? You don't eat, do you? No. Don't screw? Don't need clothes? No. Don't need bullets? This is a railgun. It's too badass to need ammo. Then what are you interrupting my brooding for? Robot fingers punch a button sequence on his chest. A pneumatic hiss. Gently, he removes the sleeping kitten from inside, holds out the spark of orange fur for examination. The hooded man and the robot ninja regard one another over the expanse of desk and cat. What imp of the perverse capers in the mind of the man? What strange stirrings in the petrified and corroded heart of the automaton to make him act thusly? None may know until the day of judgment when all graves give up their dead and the final great ninja battle is joined. I suppose I could do something to keep you in sardines. How would you feel if I asked you to be a marketing shill for light speed? Dead inside, as always. That's fair, but will you do it? The kitten begins purring, the gears of the universe miniaturized and set to motion inside a body no bigger than a throwing star. There is only one response. This has been The Legend of Robo Ninja, written by Robo Ninja and translated by Brooke Bolander, narrated by Lex Wilson. Robo Ninja is ageless, the bones of his human clan long ago turned to sand, and that sand to a fine dust. He carries two katanas across the slick carapace of his back, sharp as the knowledge of humanity's innately violent nature. He also has a railgun, because he is an awesome robot. Currently the marketing shill for Lightspeed, his interests include the study of the ancient art of ninjutsu, swords, railguns, cats, and existential dread. In lieu of a heart, a tiny orange kitten lives inside his robot chest. Each time you buy an issue of Lightspeed, Robo Ninja receives a single sardine with which to feed him. Brooke Bolander is a chaos-sewing trickster girl of indeterminate employment, half tornado, half rider. Originally from the deepest, darkest regions of the southern U.S., she attended the University of Leicester from 2004 to 2007, studying history and archaeology and is a graduate of the 2011 Clarion Writers' Workshop at UCSD. She enjoys loud music, peaty scotch, drawings that move, and anything pumpkin-flavored you might happen to have on hand. Her work has previously been featured in Lightspeed, Nightmare, Strange Horizons, Reflections Edge, and the Prime Books Anthology, Aliens, Recent Encounters. You've been listening to a special bonus episode released on April 1st, 2014. This podcast is copyright Lightspeed Magazine 2014. And that does it for this podcast. Cheers from all of us at Lightspeed Magazine.
light speed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.